Okay, I think we should do some kind of uh, customer satisfaction survey oh, on the podcast. Don't, don't even start. I genuinely, it doesn't matter what you buy, what service you've just needed. Everyone is so needy. Tell us how great we are. What do you think of that? How did we do that? Here's a survey. How brilliant were we? Excellent. Very nearly excellent. Tell us more about your experience. Stop it, everybody. It would be like us sending out, after every single person has listened to the podcast, every week they get the same email from us and we're going... Please tell us how good it was. Please tell us how we could improve, although we're not interested how we can improve. We just want to hear you say we were great. Thank you. I wish I hadn't asked now. Welcome, everybody, to episode 148 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. If you've enjoyed that pre-theme music opening, uh, do leave a review and fill in our survey. God, when you said you wanted to talk about it, I didn't realise that was going to happen. Anyway. (laughs) Welcome to Grumpiness on the Mid-Faith Crisis. Sorry. Boding well, is it? No, it's all right. I've got it out of my system now. Thank you. Okay. Good. Well, how are you doing anyway? Oh, you know. All right. Apart from a little bit of grumpiness. I'll tell you something else I'm grumpy about. So another massive hedge has left our road. So opposite my house, you may remember, was this huge long hedge. And they Mm. just knocked it all down and put in a fence. And someone up the road has knocked it. And it's like where all the populations of sparrows are in the road. And sparrows don't do well. They don't relocate easily. So it's just like another bit of devastation for the wildlife and the bird life of our road. And it just more and more people are sort of paving over their gardens. And I understand it. It's a lot easier and lower maintenance and all the rest of it. But it is disastrous for our bird lives. The neighbour knocked down the big tree that was in their garden that was probably too big, to, in fairness, to have in a front garden. But it's where the woodpecker was every morning. So, oh, man, it's just sad. you just done that whole bit. Like rocking back and forth. I don't know what it's going to sound like with your chair creaking as well. I don't know. I just, I'm I mean, a bit fidgety and anxious today. We're what? We're about two and a half, three minutes into this this <laughs> thing and you're just ranting. And I know. You're moving back and forth and staring out the I window. Know. I know. I'm not happy. I'm quite worried about you. <laughs> but you know what? It's been a, it's been a tough and long week. I'm not going to lie. No. I, did, I did a funeral for someone my age who died of coronavirus. And like, but they had no pre-existing condition. It's all very sobering. And that family were just devastated. I mean, they were in such shock. And, uh, you know, quite a young family. I think it was his second time round. So, you know, some some children from a previous marriage and young ones from this. Hey, it was just, it was just a shocker. So I'm, I think I'm just processing that and I just need to calm down a little bit and take a deep breath. I know. I'm sorry. So let's talk about something brilliant then. Go on then. Let's talk about next week's podcast. When I won't be so grumpy, <laughs> look, and, uh, that's, that should be that should be our motto. Welcome yeah. to Good Faith Crisis. Next week's podcast will be brilliant. Yes. This week, yeah. not so. Yeah, why don't we send out a questionnaire and it'll tell us what you think the podcast is going to be like <laughs> ahead okay. of next week? No, I can confidently say it's going to be excellent because. I've already spoken to the brilliant Margaret Metcalf, 
uh, about her thesis and it's going to be superb. So it really is going to be worth a lesson. I can't say how this week's is going to be. <laughs> no. Well, I think, I think we're already getting a sense of that, if I'm honest. Yeah. But other than that, life is good. There's been some spectacular sunsets because of all the Sahara sand in the atmosphere. So oh, is that, that right? Yes. That... The, how is there Sahara sand in the atmosphere? Why is it up there and not in the Sahara? Because there's been loads of sandstorms in the Sahara. And what happened is as they blew out over the Atlantic, they picked up the Gulf Stream, which is channeling all the air up from there into our atmosphere and the result is spectacular sunrises and sunsets and did you hear Worthing is one of the top places in the world even beating Hawaii to see sunsets and sunrises it's official it must be true it was in the Daily Mirror I think I can confidently say that is the only way that Worthing (laughs) could possibly beat Hawaii in anything I can't think of another way, apart from being nearer, more accessible for me. I don't know. How many peers have they got in Hawaii? Have they had the peer of the year? I don't think they have. That's true. Yeah, no, good point. They must be kicking themselves. They didn't get into the peer business. Well, how much do Hawaiians pay to go to the cinema? I know, when they're open. Exactly. So there you go. Worthing Rocks. Okay, I feel better now. Thanks. How are you? Great. Good. Well, here we are. I'm <laughs> nearly six minutes in now. Um, I said I was quite okay before this call. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. Stuff's going the same. Stuff's growing in the garden. That's oh, nice. Good. I like to get go out in every morning and see the bulbs coming up. And all oh, yeah. I have six black Russians in my living room. Do you? How do they feel about that? How does Claire feel about it? Well, she's overjoyed because they are, of course, a tomato plant. Are they? Oh, yes, they are. Yeah. Yes, they are. See what I've done there? And, I do uh, see what I, you've We done. did touch last year when I started to get interested in gardening again on mm. its innuendo qualities, mm. and I think this is going to be huge. <laughs> so, um, no, they're great. Mike got some tomato plants growing, which is nice. And Brilliant. Probably went too early on it, but I just wanted to sow some seeds. I just wanted to sow some seeds and see some life. You know. Yeah, that's, that's good. No, that yeah. is excellent. And I uh, started work on my next book, and I'm already Yay. a bit depressed about it. So <laughs> oh, great, because I know you love the process of writing I so do much. love it. What a way to make a living. Dare we ask what the book is again? Has it got a title it's yet? going to be on churches, on the buildings, and what we do in them, and why we do the things we do. Okay. And uh, so it's going to be kind of history of the building, I think. This is how it's going to go. So kind of guide churches for non-Christians, but Mm. also trying to explain not just sort of what that strange thing is, that font, but why we do baptism, for example. Okay. So it goes in a bit more detail and uh, hopefully uncover a few quirky things and... Yeah. And get in a few innuendos. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I've already sort of had several subtitles involved from the word organ ruled out by the publisher. <laughs> yeah. So of course. <laughs> anyway, now listen. Yes. Lee Abbey. Lee Abbey. The saga continues. <laughs> oh no, hang on, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. So the saga's over. <laughs> the saga is over this year. Um just an update. Those of you who were booked in will know, obviously, uh, Lee Abbey, our week has been cancelled. Um, <laughs> Due to lack of support. <laughs> we have been run over by the road map. <laughs> we have. Yes. 
So I'm very sorry to to, to hear that, but um, oh at least it solves all the booking problems. It does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Well. Um. And yes. And if you have made a deposit at some point, and by that I mean a financial deposit, not the other sort of deposit one might make. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't want to send that to Lee Abbey, would you? No, you wouldn't, not at all. Well, of course you would at the moment. <laughs> anyway, you shouldn't. Very good for your tomatoes, though. No, if you have uh, done a deposit, your options again <laughs> are to either take the money back or to leave it there, but don't think that if you leave it there, and that's the best... That's the big bit of learning from this year that you're automatically booked in next year. And um, if we are doing it next year, which we have no idea no, about. That's right. So, point. I mean, I think that we're premature because we don't even know what's happening. So, yeah. broadly speaking, um, all the bits that were in the last couple of podcasts are now redundant. Um, <laughs> are useless. A bit like the rest of the content. Not, not unlike the rest of it. And. Um, uh, yes, so we are now still looking at ways that perhaps we can have some kind of gathering. I was thinking maybe a rally, you know, yes. with a big stage where you oh, and yeah. I could just come on and just... And American flags behind us. Yeah, and maybe just <laughs> say random things that just, you know, and that had no connection to one another. I, I, I just, like I it. I think I could be quite good at that. Um, yeah. No, it's some kind of gathering. We don't know what we're going to do. And uh, hopefully we can do another week at the Abbey, and hopefully we can get everyone there who wants to be there. Yeah, and also hopefully we can go international. And a mass on that note, a massive thanks to everyone who's made us Denmark's one hundred and fifty fifth favorite Christian podcast. I'm talking to you, Lisa Lot. Thank you. Yes, and thank you for emailing us and everything like yeah. that. Yeah, that's great. Extraordinary. So uh, yes, yeah, so. Well, there we are. That's the news. That's the church notices, such as they are. And Joe's therapy session has happened. It has been wonderful. Thank you for your time. Listen, I was thinking. Yeah. So I was out. I was out with a friend yesterday. Actually, Steve, who's a listener to the podcast, and a friend or or, or a carer. <laughs> There's always a bit of both with my friends. Uh, and uh, we were talking about lots of lockdown lockdowny kind of stuff. Um, and one of the things he mentioned we, we were chatting about was shopping, mm. was buying. I just thought it would be interesting to yeah. touch on that this week. Yeah. Because we both had that feeling where the, the joy of kind of a parcel arriving or even mm. the kind of surprise of a parcel arriving because you'd forgotten you'd actually ordered it. <laughs> yeah. You know, buying stuff has become a major lockdown activity, it seems to me, on, yeah. you know, internet purchasing and all that kind of stuff. There's, I don't know, if you ever, have you ever seen these unboxing videos? No. All right. So if you're into particular niche things like, you know, technology of certain kinds or, yeah. or dare I say, fountain pens, yes. stationery. <laughs> yeah. No one's that so, sad. Sometimes you... You, you'll find recommended for you in YouTube videos of people unboxing something they've bought. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. Have you not encountered No, it? I haven't. <laughs> There's genuine unboxing videos. There's also... Um, you often get them about the technology nerds do them about the new phones. Really? They're just videos of them unboxing this new phone they've got. Oh, what? So you can share in their excitement? Or, or is there a specific technique... What, of the unboxing? Yeah. The, no, I, I think it's just, look at me, I've got the new phone kind of thing. I don't okay. know. Because okay. there was another thing, I think that the the young people, and you know I am down with... Oh, with you are, youth. very much so. <laughs> I think Are they called swag videos or something? They would be videos of people coming home from a shopping trip and then unpacking and showing what they bought. Okay. 
Okay. You've never done this? I do know I haven't, but now I'm... Because your cheese swag video would be (laughs) huge, I should think. That would be amazing. It would be about three hours long, I would think. (laughs) Oh, cheese is a sign God loves us, though. So I just thought it's interesting because <laughs> yeah. I've been aware of it myself, kind yeah. of, like of 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 shopping and and of if I'm bored, you know, just going on eBay or something like that and just seeing yeah. what I can find. Um, I mean, I don't know about because yeah. I've been shopping with you, or at least I know I've yeah. been out in a town with you. You bought a Neela. <laughs> when we well, you made me buy that I needle. Didn't. You, insi- you did. You insisted on it. <laughs> so let's tell this story. We were in Arundel, I think it was. We were, yeah. Uh, and uh, went to an antique shop for <laughs> yeah. some reason. Because that's what there are. <laughs> that's all there are in Arundel. And um, and there was a needle there. I think they're called Prudiers or something. You know, a church needle. Yeah. And. And I was, you know, it was, this was the time when I was building the shed, wasn't it? Yes, it was. The time when was. I was doing the shed. But, and you said, you should get that. You should get that. And I said, oh, I don't know about that. And before I knew <laughs> it, you were negotiating the price. The... <laughs> I don't remember that at you all. Were. That is very selective memory. <laughs> it's not, it's true. <laughs> But, but yes, you're not it, you're not a great shopper, are you? You don't really. Well, it, it, no. I it, tell you what sort of did it for me. It was buying a new computer once, and and it was the moment at which I realised how much stress um, new technology brings. You always think you're going to buy new technology; it's going to be great, it's going to be fast, it's going to make mm. your life easier. But on this particular occasion, it was such a hassle learning everything. It wasn't a question of just switching it on and everything being so easy to do and everything. It took me ages. And I just thought, I thought this was going to be so great. It cost me a lot of money. Yeah. And actually, here I am sitting miserable. What, what's gone wrong? And it was it was quite a few years ago now. But since then, I sort of haven't felt the buzz. I must admit, when a new iPhone comes, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. And I do quite enjoy the lovely little box. Everything's so beautifully mm, designed. Beautifully it feels packaged, so... It? Even the cardboard feels lovely. You should make a video of it. You know, <laughs> you could be quite a hit. Yeah. Is that, so who's that character? I'm considerably richer than you. Look, yeah, hey, look, yeah. look at me. Yeah, yeah. it's horrible. <laughs> I so, never will. So that put you off. Yeah, but yeah, it has a bit. But yeah. I mean, so if you're walking down the high street, what shops do you feel drawn to? Uh, I do... Uh, well, I suppose, you know, men's outfitters, perhaps. Really? <laughs> As they're called in Worthing. I've seen no evidence that you've ever spent any money, <laughs> any quality men's outfitters. <laughs> well, you got me going on it because you, you were, just, yeah, you were a few years ago. You, we had a, t- we were talking about vanity and things and what's good and what isn't. And actually it's okay to look good. And I thought, yeah, I should try and look good like Nick does. Mm. How's that going? It's disaster. <laughs> well, I always thought you looked very you. <laughs> Thanks. I'm going to take it as a compliment and let's just leave it there. <laughs> so I, I suppose for me, yeah. the ones I love charity shops. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, I mean, I love a bargain, <laughs> even if I don't need that bargain. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't need the object at all, but you can't resist it at that price, can you? That's the thing. So I love a good charity shop. Uh, yeah, I know you do, because I've traipsed round them with you. You, you forget, know, you but have, I have. You stood outside grumpily, I should imagine. I, like I a... was grumpy. 
You're always grumpy, it seems. You just sort of disguise it. Anyway, um, you know, so I do like that. I suppose the thing that I, I've noticed about myself in terms of mm. buying stuff is, is what, I've, what I call the messianic purchase. Right. This is the one, the purchase that will solve all the world's problems. Do you know what you know what I mean? It will save me from from everything. And you think this is the one? What you were saying with technology. So yeah. quite often you'll buy something. You think this is what I need. Yeah. This yeah. will make everything easier. And um, sometimes it does happen. Sometimes genuinely you buy like a tool or something like that that's really good, and it does make your life a whole lot easier. But yeah. I think far more often you end up with the kind of faint disappointment, you know, yeah. of it all. It's not what it promised yeah. to be, you know. Sometimes you do, though, genuinely get something really good, a piece of clothing that you really love, or, yes. or best of all, yes. comfortable shoes. I do like getting those. <laughs> That's an old thing, isn't it? There's nothing really better than a really is, good pair of shoes. That really isn't. I oh. mean, I, I don't think I have it. <laughs> I don't think I have it like that, but I do have a relationship with consumption. Right, yes. You know, so I think, oh, imagine a nice bottle of wine and some great cheese, but then I imagine the friends are going to have that wine and cheese and it's going to be the best experience ever. And the trouble is, I have that experience and it genuinely was fabulous, but the, it, the joy is short-lived and then I want to do it again and then right. I want to do it again and yes. then I want to do it again. And actually, there's something about that experience which, whilst it is really good, there's a void inside that it clearly isn't filling that I assumed it would. And like you, the messianic thing for me is books. I think if I if I could just read the right books at the right time, I'm going to... I'm going to have this big successful life that I always dreamed of because somebody out there's got that knowledge and I'm going to read it one day and then my life's going to change and I'm going to be rich and slim and hugely successful and much better looking. But it hasn't happened yet. No, it's <laughs> asking a lot out of a book. I think I... I, I yes, no, I agree with that. And I think that is... I was always told, you know, you, when you're doing a book, you know, one of the things is to make it aspirational. They say make an aspirational title. So, you know, how to do this or yeah. live your life more simply or change your, you know, because people are shopping for that the whole time. And, I mean, you can see that in the self-help sections yeah. of the books. And and in Christian terms, you know, so many books are are essentially self-help books. You know, they're just yes. this kind of yeah. theological yeah. veneer. Um, I agree with that, yeah. I went through a stage when I was a real sucker for those books as well. And I mean, I mean Pete Rollins talks about this, you know, the philosophy. He's, he's, he's talks about the last guru, that we're always looking for a guru who's going to tell us and fix us and exactly who it is. And he, he describes Jesus as the last guru who sh shatters all those illusions. And you work out it, it, he is the guru who tells you you don't need a guru. That's great. Yeah. Anymore. I mean, I, I won't go into his whole thesis, but it's very, very good. And, 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 you know, you don't need a guru. That's the point he's... And um, I need to learn that lesson sometimes because I feel myself being drawn back into, but I'll just read this book and I'll just read this book. Yes, yes. Mm. And, and we do that, I suppose, you know, but I think, I, I suppose what I'm trying to say is I'm t I, we're trying to get a handle on on how to sort of control it, especially as we come out of lockdown, where I think there's going to be almost like a, yeah. a, a political and social imperative for us to go and shop for Britain. Yes. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. sure how to navigate get, that. Oh, okay. I know, and it's interesting because I've noticed the, these sort of um, uh, dualistic fears. The first fear was the fear we're never going to come out of lockdown. 
it's gonna you know that we're gonna be yeah. here forever and you know the depression that comes with that but i'm noticing a new fear now that we are going to come out of lockdown and i see people thinking i'm not sure i really am ready or want to go oh, back really? to yeah. Yeah, yeah what it was before there's a lot of things i don't want to go back to and, and i think con- top of the list for a lot of us is consumption um you know both in terms of you know materially and buying stuff but also just you know in in terms of how we're treating the planet and everything and yeah i think that's interesting i i don't know if i'm fearful of it i do i do definitely chime in with the fact that there's a lot i don't want to go back to and that yeah. no i suppose i am fearful and that I, that will be imposed on me yeah maybe mm. you know mm. like a lot of travel and a lot of this that and the other and a lot of generally having to to be with other people you know yeah. pretend to be social obviously <laughs> What what are the questions you have then as we sort of move forward from here? Well, I suppose it is about you know I'm just, I suppose I'm being in Lent as well as made me think yeah. about this, think sure. about consumption and and cutting back and and how do I manage that? The funny thing is I have written a lot about this in the past. This mm. is not a new subject, and right. yet it's still mm. you know I'm still surrounded by stuff. Yeah, me too. You know, and we're kind of looking at maybe moving. And so we're thinking, how have we accumulated all this stuff? And part of it is because I'm a creature of my age, you know, so that I I like CDs, for example. Mm. I don't really like streaming services. Mm. Yeah, I don't no, feel no. like I own anything with that. I don't yeah, feel like yeah, I'm, sure, I, I, all I'm doing yeah. is renting a bit of music. I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, and I like books, obviously, as you know. That's yes, my sort of particular favourite shops. You know, yeah. and and so I suppose it's navigating what is enough, what is appropriate, mm. and how do you, how do you, what's the spirituality of shopping? Mm. You know, how do we actually, how do we actually approach it? Um, you know, and, and how do I support the local community economy, and yeah. how do I balance that with a requirement to, you know, repair and reuse and not consume as much? Yeah, it's, it, I think it's all very complicated, and I'm not quite sure what the what the theology of it is really and i'm i'm glad you said spirituality because it does feel like that whole repair thing we were back to talking about the repair shop aren't we and all those guys oh i watched it last night oh don't it was too much wasn't it wasn't that great it was very emotional that ring wasn't it i know i know anyway stop it because no one will have a clue what we're talking about i'll put a link (laughs) to it (laughs) but 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 the point is you're absolutely right and I, i you know, more and more, you you know, things that were once periphery to our spirituality will seem to have nothing to do with it, and now moving sort of centre stage, aren't they? So that kind of that kind of thing of you know, like how how do we stop destroying the earth and be kinder to it and fix things instead of just buying new ones and trying to buy less plastic and use less packaging? Those aren't side issues to our spirituality. They're moving to the centre, aren't they? They're at the core of it because we sort of instinctively know that how we treat our planet is a bit of reflection of how we revere God now, I think. Yes. Um, well, I think they always were caught. I mean, maybe, yeah. they, I don't, maybe they haven't moved. Maybe we just recognise that, actually, this kind of everyday life always has been the stuff of spirituality. Yes. It's the okay, other yeah. stuff that's yeah. kind of got yeah. out of the way, you know, the, the, yeah. the highfalutin stuff that, that actually, yeah, poss- yeah, you know, how we treat not. our neighbours and how we spend our money is is. is is always been core. Cool. It's just maybe we're just a bit more aware of it, mm. and and it's coming into focus because of the bigger issues as well. Yeah, really. 
So I don't know what to do with that, though, you know, in terms of how do I start approaching? It's really important, isn't it? Because I don't know, I've got great answers. I mean, part of, I think, the early part of this journey we're on is awareness and doing it. But also, I think I want to be really careful about not falling back into the whole big guilt trip thing again because yeah, i did that for yeah. years and that didn't make any difference to anything just feeling guilty and rotten and wrong it just just pushes it underground and i think i'm at that stage where i feel about you know the earth and my responsibility i'm not i don't want to compare myself to other people and what other people like for example you know i think i earn enough money now where i don't have to buy unethical clothes Right. You know, because I can afford to spend a bit more. I don't have to buy a shirt that's two ninety nine. I probably can afford one that's a tenner or even twenty quid or more, perhaps. So so but I wouldn't want to put that on someone who's visiting a food bank in the week and yes, say to yes. and by the way, you should only buy ethical clothes. It's, yes. It doesn't feel fair. Do you know what I mean? So like no, I'm I know trying, exactly what I'm mean, trying yeah. to work out what this means for me with my income in my situation now. What What's the appropriate way for me to live? And, mm. you know, that whole living sacrificially thing, when you hear other people talk, it's OK for me to talk about it for me, but I don't want to talk about it with other people because it always feels like you're accusing or judging or putting a guilt trip yeah. on them. Yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm happy for me to look at myself and, and hopefully more kindly nowadays and say, Joe, really, how do you want to be living in, in this world? Because this is a reflection of who you are and maybe it could be a reflection of who God is, you know, as well. Yeah, I like that. I think I think that's a good point. I mean, quite a lot of the time we do look at other people and we say, oh, look at the way they spend their money. You know, we're very yeah. condemnated, you know. Yeah, yeah. Fancy buying that. Yeah, and exactly. we don't want that set of up. We don't apply the same thing to us. My purchases are always justified. And yeah, necessary. Obviously. <laughs> Other people's are frivolous and, and overpriced. You know, so so, so not true. comparing yourself to other people is can work both ways. Not in firstly yeah. not trying to live up to other people, but also not sort of looking down on them either. Absolutely um, right. Yeah. I think I've come up with a few things or a few steps thinking about it during Lent particularly that I'm gonna try and do. Come on then, tell me them. Well the first thing is an idea about connection. You know, I, I think supporting local businesses is not just about kind of, you know, supporting your local community, but about connecting with people, mm. people you yeah. know, yeah, and and who you can have some kind of relationship with, and therefore if you shop more locally and you shop more regularly with them, yeah, you know, I think that's important. Like I I know, for example, <laughs> you'll be surprised to hear, but I know the guys who run the off license <laughs> really in the village very well. <laughs> Have you been there more than once? <laughs> I might have popped in. <laughs> yeah. I might have stayed for hours. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, so yeah. I, I feel there's a friendship there as well. Mm. And then, the, you know, so there's mm. that sense of shopping for connection that you don't get with the bigger stuff. And you certainly don't get with with uh, online stuff. Well, no, actually, that's not true. You do get it with some online businesses. So I shop, I buy coffee, for example, from one particular online business. Yeah. And I've got to know Me them too. well because, yeah. Yeah. you know, I've done it for a while. But, I mean, that connection seems to me to be quite yeah. important. So shopping for connection, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And the same thing you, you talked about is sustainability. Yeah. And, uh, you know, how can we do that more? And um, so that means, like, working at what, whether I actually need anything in the first place or whether I can mm. reuse or repair something, but also um, perhaps spending spending a bit extra on something that, that 
it's better for the planet. But I agree with you entirely what you said about about mm. it, that is difficult. You know, I used mm. to watch those, mm. um, you know, a lot of cookery programs, and they'd always go, oh, you know, so buy your buy your free range chicken. Yeah, yeah. Or you yeah, know, all yeah, this. Yeah, they always yeah. say this kind of stuff, and you always think that's absolutely fine. But if you're you yeah, know, you know, a single it, mother yeah. struggling yeah. on benefit yeah. or something like that, you're going to get the cheapest chicken you can get. Or even work for a charity, let's face it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back in you know, the day. Yeah, back yeah. in the day, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and, and like you say, now I think we can do that because perhaps we've mm. got, you know, a bit more mm. income. And um, But I think that's that's... So again, I think you can't put that as a hard and fast rule, but I think, you know, to sh- sh- shop for sustainability... And and but the other thing that I really do feel strongly is that I like objects. I like really well made and good mm. objects. I like beauty and I like craftsmanship. That's why you love the repair shop. It's why I love the repair shop. Mm. It, you know, it's why I love my own books. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's no, but do you know what I mean? There's something yeah, about no, it the is. physical something. world that I think is really It's very pleasing. It, Pleasing, yeah. Yeah, it is. And so I think there's something about quality and maybe celebrating that by purchasing less. You know, I think part of it, we we purchase a lot of rubbish, don't we? Mm. You know. Mm. um, Yeah. But it it probably means sort of bringing it, dialing it down, purchasing less but buying better kind of stuff. This is nothing new, really. This is something I've been trying to do for years, but I I just feel it's a bit more important at this moment, really. yeah. No, that's brilliant. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm I'm thinking this is exactly the kind of conversation we should throw back out to the listeners to yes. ask for their wisdom on this kind of thing as well. How do, how do you do it? How how do you decide? Do, do you go through a process of rigorously interrogating your motives for buying something new? Um, and 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 what have you found helpful uh, yeah. in those processes? And, and, you know, and how do you do this stuff? I mean, we're all searching for answers here and I'm sure people out there have some wisdom. And I really want to hear your weak points as well. I want to hear what's your kryptonite? What's the thing yeah. that you kind of... Yeah. yeah. You know you shouldn't, but you're going to buy it anyway. <laughs> I just find that fascinating. And it makes me feel better about my own. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, this has been a this has been a very informative episode. Thank it you. has. Well, I, I hope you're feeling more cheerful than you started. I I am actually. You're a tonic. Good. God Great. bless you. Well, listen. <laughs> Thank you. Talking of uh, shopping, obviously we rely on reviews, and so really? if you like the podcast, <laughs> ignore what was said at the beginning, and it really does help us if you leave a nice review. Does it? Is that how it works? <laughs> it does actually, because you get higher ranking on Apple and things like that if you get good reviews. Okay, and what does that mean? It just means we get more people listening. Is that good? Depends on the people, really, doesn't it? Okay, yeah. Well, only listen if you're a good person. That's, yeah, the, yeah. that's the message. Yeah, well, here's the thing. <laughs> if you like the podcast, recommend it to somebody. If you don't like the podcast, recommend it to an enemy, as I'm often saying. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's always good. Thank you for engaging. Thank you for writing in. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Oh, yeah. And thank you, Nick, for being here again. Oh, thank you for for cheering up. What are you going to do? Are you going to go and plant a hedge? Uh, do, do you know what? I would love to. I'd love to just go over there and plant it. No. I don't know. I'm going to do something good for the planet, but I'll tell you what it is next week. Okay. Oh, I can't wait. Because next week's <laughs> going to be brilliant. <laughs> it is going to be brilliant. Tune in next week. <laughs> yeah, ignore this week. Right. See you soon. <laughs> See you now. Bye, everyone.